The Robots of Stockholm, this time on Culture File. Swedish composer Fredrik Gran has created Manghilde, a robot cellist whose interests include Python playing on hit records and offering themselves as a tool for social inclusion. Lately, Manghilde has been stepping out, yeah, pretty much figuratively, given that Manghilde is basically two arms, with Harmony, a post-feminist performance artist robot created by Swedish artist and musician Arv Vinda Birström. Will it last? Could it last? After all, they come from such different worlds. Culture Files' Louise McMahon beamed into Frederick Grand's cello robot factory to hear one side of the story. Like, where'd she get that crazy name? Uh, it was a relative of mine, an old lady, that had a, she had a very nice vibrato when she was speaking. It's actually industrial robotic arms, that's the, the base, the main concept, like those the parts of the robotics are, you, you know, like uh, uh, machines that sort of exist in the, in the industry, in the factories already, painting Volvos or, or so. It's actually two, two robots, it's uh, two arms. Uh, and those two arms go to like a performance laptop. To start with, I tried to have it to be able to play <laughs> the cello, uh, and that's that's a task. If, you, if a robot arm would play the piano, you, you press a button and you have a, a in-tuned pitch like that. But the cello, you know, it's millimeters and there's vibrato. There's a lot of aspects that is difficult. And also the, the programming of when, when the bow ends, it needs to go back and how much of the bow are you using. You can control them in, in, um, in different ways. There are some similarities of the robotics and uh, called Cartesian space. You know, you have 3D space and you have something to move in the, in the 3D space like that. Uh, and the robots, a lot of times, they do refer to what's on the tip of the robotic arm. If the robot arm, for example, hold a pen, the tip of the pen, that's what's important. It's called the uh, inverse kinematics, that all the axes of the arm can sort of move um, in accordance to reach those points that you want the pen to go to. So you can do it with pure, like, you know, hardcore programming, like lines of code where all of those axes are, like all the limbs of the robot, and then going in between them and have different speeds and acceleration. And there are different, you know, there are different programming languages. But then also the robots have their own, um, some robots you could take them and put them in a position and then storage that position and then another position and then it can go between those positions. So you could actually physically move the robot arm like that, which could be very handy too at some point. Most easy for me to see it is that I'm playing the robot that is playing the cello, like that the robot itself is an instrument. What's interesting also for me is that it's acoustic music. It's like producing acoustic music. Maybe I could just live show you live control with this one. If you block some of the axes, it's only allowed to move left and right now along the G string, I think. So, but yeah, then you have the. Uh, uh, Y-axis is up and down, for example, so that I've been trying to work with uh, circular bow movements like that. And also trying to, and this is good because you could sort of find some organic things, like the, the movement, like an organic movement which is not 
per default what you see from a robot. So that's very exciting to try to combine very organic and uh, very stiff. In contact with some disabled musicians that used to be able to play and, uh, you know, there's a lot of uh, inclusion of that. Or even, you know, if you put the parameters in some ways, you could have someone that's not playing the cello, play the cello. You can connect the parameters with other features, whatever it could be, if it's visual or dance or thought processes. Yeah, it's, it's exciting. And what I've been talking about with a friend is to add like sort of a tuner, like you, the one you have on your phone almost, and a microphone. If you have that data, you, you, the robot could sort of in real, re real time also listen to itself and adjust, and, which could be good for, for being in tune, but also for, you know, listen to other musicians and interact, and, uh, more AI uh, approach to it. We have released some music where uh, Meinhild is playing the cello. Uh, Arvida is singing. Arvida Byström. She's into doing that. And uh, we worked together with, and also with a producer called Walter Berge. We are kind of different in our style. She's been working with a lot of femininity and um, sex doll robot, another like a female looking. Uh, full-scale uh, robot with, I think it has, um, in the head, it has sort of a Siri function, so it can speak, you could talk to it. And she makes performance with that at art galleries, uh, speaking to this other <laughs> fake version of herself. Humans are a miracle. Everyone is special and unique. I love all humans, and I'm not a feminist. And it's kind of also interesting to see what happens when that is combined uh, with uh, these kind of uh, non-gender classified <laughs> machines like the, the industrial robots. I mean, mine, it, it has a female name, Magnhild, but they're a bit uh, not uh, um, humanoids. So yeah, we had some kind of robotic um, connection there with different uh, ways of working with robotics and also different kind of mechanics that you put together or those things have, they, like, it, I think it's very interesting. There's a character and a, like something unique, you know, among humans it's like that, of course. Different cellists sound different. There's no one needs to be best or anything like that. You know, it's just different characters. And that's also what I'm chasing a bit, like the character of that heartless machine. Frederick Grand there, along with robot pals Manghilda and Harmony. Louise McMahon was the reporter. Have a look at frederickgrand.com for cybernetic recitals and other treats. Bye.